Chapter 10 Precedents for Private Regulation One of the fortunate consequences of a government's absence is the maturing of individual strength. Everyone learns to think and act for themselves without relying on the support of an external power which, however vigilant, can never meet all the needs of people in a society. Alexei de Tocqueville, Political Scientist The assumption that there are either state laws or an anarchic state of nature is not correct. Rules may apply even if they have not been expressly ordered. They can simply be the result of practices of action and omission that people develop of their own free will because they think they make sense. If such a practice finds a sufficiently large following in a society in the course of time, that is, if it is adhered to voluntarily by more and more people, it first solidifies into a social convention and is then sometimes additionally transferred into written law. It is therefore likely that in all societies the rule not to physically attack others or steal from them will develop over time. Contrary to popular belief, not even the Wild West was an anarchic state of nature in which the law of the jungle prevailed. In fact, rules and agreements develop very quickly in scarcity and conflict situations, such as in gold prospectors' camps or on the use of farmland, including the determination of property rights and dispute resolution procedures. Settlers' wagon treks were also all carried out on the basis of contracts precisely setting out the powers and duties of the trek leader and the members, including the right to withdraw from the association and to claim the share of common property in such cases. The private, non-state regulation of situations is still much more widespread than generally assumed. One example is the online payment service PayPal. The founder, Peter Thiel, reports that in the initial phase, it was simply not possible to prosecute cases of fraud within the framework of the state repertoire, usually non-delivery despite payment. The state authorities were completely uninformed and correspondingly helpless with regard to the possibilities of online fraud. Defaults by fraudsters cost some competitors in the online payment business their existence. Prosecution abroad was, in fact, impossible, partly because the cross-border legal situation with regard to online fraud was different, and partly because the cost and duration of the execution of judgments were often disproportionate to the damage incurred. PayPal had to find its own private solution mechanisms to prevent or at least minimize fraud. PayPal's fraud prevention models have become the industry standard. These include requests to recognize certain symbols or images that computer programs cannot read, or to transfer a few cents and ask the recipient for confirmation, or to generally identify suspicious movements based on certain parameters. If many users suddenly transfer small sums to a certain account, this triggers counteraction. Due to the contractual agreement with all users, PayPal can freeze suspicious accounts pending clarification of any suspicious activity. The rate of attempted fraud at PayPal is now only 0.5% of all transactions. The taxi service Uber has introduced a functioning private regulation too. Drivers who are poorly rated by customers lose their contract with Uber. Drivers can also not overcharge because the payment is made directly to Uber. The fare also depends on demand, providing an incentive for additional drivers to offer their services at peak times due to high prices. 
The most common problems in practice, namely unfriendly drivers, rejection of short trips, accounting fraud, as well as too few cars at peak times, could thus be solved by a private system without the need for state regulation. The advantages of Uber and comparable providers are so obvious that the system as such will ultimately prevail. It is only a matter of time. Mechanical looms and spinning wheels were also banned for a long time in many European cities because they endangered existing jobs. Thus, the City Council of Cologne decided in 1412, It is announced that our councillors were told that Walther Kessinger wanted to make a wheel on which silk can be spun. So our councillors considered and worried that many people in their city who make a living within the Silk Spinner Guild would be thrown into chaos and ruined. And that is why they have agreed that neither this wheel nor any other wheels should ever be used now or in the future. When compared to decisions of today's city councils regarding Uber, this sounds familiar. However, the triumphal march of automation and the reduction of the cost of clothing for all were only delayed, not stopped. Credit card companies have also experienced the limits of state law enforcement and prosecution in cross-border payment transactions. But instead of calling now for a world government or an international agreement, the providers have simply found alternative private solutions. These are constantly developed further on the basis of improved ideas or new facts without the customer noticing much of it. The credit card provider takes control of the process for the customer by automatically checking suspicious payment transactions using suitable algorithms and, in the event of suspected abuse, blocks the corresponding payments or cancels the card completely. The customer is informed and can then release or expressly object to the suspicious payment after his own examination. If the other party insists on payment in the event of an objection, the customer must give an affidavit within a period of time that he did not carry out the transaction, for example, the purchase of goods. He will then be released from any obligation to pay. The system works. None of it is based on government initiative. The same applies to international payment transactions as well as stock exchange and forward transactions. These private mechanisms are also capable of regulating highly complex transfers, including the risk of non-payment, in such a way that international payment transactions on an exorbitant scale can take place smoothly on a daily basis. If, however, highly complex transactions can be regulated privately, then it should be even easier to regulate simpler transactions. And so it is. Even a purely private police force with its own set of rules successfully endured security and order in San Francisco in the 19th century. Disputes between sellers and buyers of goods, such as problems of non-delivery, poor quality and restitution, are largely resolved on eBay by its own private buyer protection and dispute settlement system. A recourse to state courts is only necessary in exceptional cases. Private security companies secure amusement parks according to the local house rules. Some guests have to be expelled from the park or reported for criminal offenses. But you never hear about private security companies in amusement parks or on cruise ships attracting attention through excessive brutality towards guests. The guests are paying customers with a contractual claim to appropriate treatment, even if they behave incorrectly. The security personnel are aware of this, and that alone seems sufficient to prevent excesses.
Cruise ships are also a good example of the fact that there are already cases in which people voluntarily submit to completely private regulatory sovereignty. On the high seas outside territorial waters, passengers are not subject to the laws of the state from which they come or the state off the coast of which they are sailing. The captain has the supreme executive power. There is neither a court nor a parliament on board. There is another legal basis for this, namely the contract that passengers have concluded with the cruise line, usually through the tour operator. Even if you have never read it, such a contract exists and it also determines the applicable law. For the duration of the cruise, the cruise line staff will take care of your safety, protect your property, and settle any disputes. Of course, the main service is the cruise as such, but as an ancillary service, the company provides offshore many of the services that a state offers onshore. Customers pay a predetermined amount, which the cruise company cannot change unilaterally any more than the route and the services promised within the scope of the cruise. If it does, however, the customers may claim damages. Free private cities are now simply transferring this mechanism to land.